Welcome to How Do You Engineer? You're so artistic, it hurts. Engineering podcast. <laughs> I'm a host, Peter Martin. I'm a host, Abby Desjardins. And I'm a host, Sam Whitmel. Peter, are you like some sort of jazz host? <laughs> as, as, as Pete artistically drinks his mate out of a fancy bombilla. Yep. I got my mate cup. I'm good to go. All right. Um, Feeling very hipster. <laughs> so last week we talked to an artist, Nick, about uh, how he uses engineering. And I thought this week we might follow up with our thoughts on how we might use art or how art and engineering could come together from an engineering point of view. Yeah. Because okay. I think there's there's a lot of uh, sense in the world right now that art and STEM, like art and engineering and science, never the twain shall meet. Unless you're getting steamy. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that that's the debate, is STEM versus steam, and whether they, there's a thing that you can do where those things are the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like I, I find the concept of steam kind of annoying, mostly because it feels like they're trying to shoehorn art into engineering. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it necessarily needs to be shoehorned in. It's, it, 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 I think that a lot of people think that you need to teach art as a thing that you're going to stick on to the side of engineering when it's not really, it can be part, it can be part and parcel of how you do engineering. Yeah. I mean, we've talked a lot about how we think that STEM in and of itself should be possibly more segregated, um, in terms of like making sure that the, uh, the emphasis is not on the like S T and M of STEM, but on all parts equally, that makes any sense. It's not STEM. Yeah. Yeah. No, like basically like science, technology and math in the context of education are emphasized more heavily than engineering is. And so, um, if you're going to add engineering to science, technology and math, which is the traditional topics, also adding art is sort of another little attachment that you have to then sort of figure out how does that fit and how do you, Talk I, about it effectively, and I'm not sure. That, like you, you say, segregated. Not sure segregation is the way to look at it. Um, <laughs> or, just because that tends to be not necessarily a positive a point thing. of view. Um, no, I, 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 I don't like the way it's, you're describing it as like attaching engineering to science technology. Okay, so I think probably that was the wrong term. I think the term that makes more sense to me is dilute. Like, if I feel like if you don't treat engineering as engineering you dilute what it is the same way that if you combine math with science it isn't Mm -hmm. it isn't teaching math in all of its pure sense has to offer it's math in a scientific context and so if you teach art in a steam context then is that not not portraying art as a valid expression of what art can be that would be like diluted art well, yeah. Okay. I I I see where you're coming from. I, I guess my question is: Could we not look at like we talked about um, systems level engineering thinking? Could we not look at like application level thinking where you're applying science and math and technology and engineering and art to a specific problem without worrying too much about what particular field you're drawing from? But that's systems. That's not. Science, technology, engineering, art, and math. That, that's, that, that's not STEEM. That's, well, that's exa- exactly it. I'm saying maybe we need to get away from an acronym yeah. and, be, and get to a more holistic. I totally agree with you and that if you, if you emphasize all parts equally in and of themselves and then show how they come together under the guise of systems, that's perfect. Because yeah. then you can see how they work independent and you can see how they work together. Yeah. If you only treat them as a combined subject, that's when I start to worry. Are they ever treated as a combined subject? I don't know. Like even in STEM, like you don't. 
It's, I don't know. It's a kind of just an umbrella term for all like the techie things and math and engineering. It's well, never really like I'm learning math in the context of technology. I don't know. I suppose not. But I mean, it's always treated as like a combined stat. Like this is the the level of competency people have, or this is the um, like it's always sort of combined, lumped together into a bucket. Yeah, but we That's don't we, we don't really talk about why they're being lumped together. Mm-hmm. They're they're being lumped together because it seems to be industry is interested interested in STEM competencies, but it's not really looked at as these are a set of skills you get. You get some science, you get some math, you get some tech, and some engineering, and these are all things you use to solve this kind of problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you got to look at. And that's where you could come, like, where art has something to bring into it is in coming up with creative solutions, coming up with um, aesthetically valuable solutions to a problem. Things that not only, like, solve a problem, but solve a problem in a way that makes people happy. Solve yeah. a problem in a way that is has um like social value beyond just like you have a garbage can could we make it a garbage can that says something does something i don't know (laughs) it's 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 a little it is hard from an engineering point of view because it's so hand wavy it's hard to nail down no i i I totally agree with you i think that there's there's different levels if we're like let's put steam aside for now and just like you said focus on art and how what it has to do with engineering which is the topic if you look at the different ways in which art is brought into engineering there are obvious ways and there are nuanced ways and i think the obvious ones are like 3d cad 3d cad could seem sort of be viewed as art i took technical art when i was in high school and technical art was basically drafting yeah which is essentially what you do in essentially 3d cad and engineering and those sorts of uh cad based disciplines is you're doing 3d art the place where i'm seeing like the lines get blurred a lot we talked about a little with phil is the is graphic design and interface right Mm -hmm. and that's when things start to get more nuanced where you'd like like there you're talking about experience and emotion and that sort of deeper level of an artistic expression through technology and then Mm -hmm. if you go even deeper than that you start talking about um the sort of thing that i tried to bring up during nick's episode which was sort of trying to have your customers and your end users have an experience that's emotional that gives them some kind of um, expression of a thought that uh, is delivered through software or through technology. I, yeah, I, I mean, one of the things that I think that art could bring to engineering that it lacks in a lot of ways is a way to make the the process of designing something or creating something in an engineering context but make it in make something that touches people's imaginations makes people excited about what that technology can do um the thing i I was spending the whole time in next episode i was trying to remember the guy's name and i looked it up and i've immediately forgotten it but they were the strand beasts it's a guy who is a guy who made um he made a bunch of uh kinetic sculptures Mm -hmm. and they're these complicated yeah. multi-bar linkages and they capture wind power and they walk across like the beach i think they're on display right now at a they're on like the west coast of the yeah, u.s somewhere. I think there's some like um museum or art gallery that yeah. has them on display anyway like i was looking at those and i was watching this thing walk and i have never been so enthralled by four bar linkages and it's like it's a very very simple well, not simple, but it's a core mechanical engineering concept. And mm-hmm. it's something that you see and you'll do if you're a mechanical engineer. But I don't – a lot of stuff – until you see it applied in that kind of a way, that it has that kind of impact on you independent of whether you understand what it's doing. Um, and I think that kind of – giving the the process of doing engineering design a purpose outside of like, okay, I've made this four-bar linkage that makes it walk – 
but how can I make somebody who has no interest in four bar linkages look at that and say, wow, that's a really cool thing. I understand why you're so excited about that. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, I think that's something we run into in, in science, in math. Like there's a lot of issues with uh, like science funding for research where if you don't have a quote unquote sexy topic for research, you're, you can't get people excited about what you're doing. It's, it's, and I think that's somewhere where that's one place at least where that art, uh, I got, I was really excited about a lot of the things that Nick was doing just because it was cool. Like I could see it and I could say like, man, I want to like fiddle with like his robotic blanket. And, and there are applications for what he was doing in an engineering point of view. And you could do some really high level research with it, but it gives you a reason to do it. And it gives people a, um, a visceral response to that technology and to the research you're doing that you would never have with if you wrote a really dry conference paper on how to do a articulated mm-hmm. flat surface. I don't know how you would word it, but yeah, yeah, uh, like it, 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 you could do some really interesting things with socially with getting people excited about engineering projects and about science projects by couching them in something that has emotional impact as mm-hmm. opposed to journal papers, which generally don't. What about the aspects of core technical engineering that can be done in a way that has a different kind of expression of what they are, if that makes any, I'm starting to sound really artsy fartsy now. Basically let's, can software be beautiful? Like, can you write code that's so elegant and so, nuanced and put together in creative ways that someone else who's a programmer can look at it and be like whoa that's super beautiful that's really elegant yes to other programmers it's going to evoke a feeling of probably like awe or marvel of like or that's comedy like there's a whole lot of different emotions you could like if someone's calling like 17 nested functions that are doing weird things you'd be like oh my god that's totally ridiculous yeah but i'm I'm wondering if the part of it could not be trying (laughs) yes but is it not more impactful if you can make someone react to that, even if they don't necessarily have to understand under like the underlying function? Yeah. But it's the same to a certain extent with like modern art where most people, if they look at a black circle on a black background that are slightly different shades of black, their impression would be like, I don't get it. Okay. I, I, I guess you, you could, you could certainly, I know that's a stereotypical view of a lot of modern yeah, art. Yeah. No, no, mm-hmm. I, I get what you're getting at. You're, you're saying that you, you create, beautiful code for its own sake um beyond just like doing something well you're creating something that is that has impact for somebody mm-hmm. I, I, I mean mechanical like mechanical systems like you said are easier to see that if you look at like a really nice handmade mechanical watch yeah that has like a really nice timepiece with a really nice um action or movement is that what it's called yep. movement um that you could immediately look at it and be like, that's gorgeous. Like that is a beautiful piece of art or even like industrial design. If you're looking like an iPhone or something or like things that classically you would look at and be like, that's a really great expression of mechanical design. Mm-hmm. I think it becomes more difficult with like electrical systems or software systems where you can't necessarily look at it and be like, that's really gorgeous. But yeah, people who understand what's going on might actually have that reaction. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's certainly a possibility. I, I, I would definitely, I would definitely say you could, there is value in being motivated by creating something that is beautiful, that you find beautiful and that you hope people like you will find beautiful. Right. So then the next logical step is 
if you view your engineering discipline through the guise of a creative approach like an artist would, yeah. can you create better things for yourself? So if you if you really want to bring the A into steam, if you want to really take an artistic view of engineering and technology, can you view what you do every day as like a creative expression of something and and see where that takes you and see if you have more creative outlets and more creative designs and if things become better because you're not just trying to get the job done you're trying to do something interesting and something creative i don't know like i'm trying i'm trying to see like where that whole mm -hmm. mentality of an artist can come into everyday engineering if it can yeah i i, I think the the really uh, visceral, like the low level difference that I, that at least hit me with the discussion, um, with Nick was that there, he was willing to let a project go in a direction completely unrelated to where it was originally intended. I was just going to say, and that I think is something that would, that, that would serve inventors, engineers, but maybe people who are doing inventing, whether they have an engineering background or an artistic background, if they're using engineering to create something technical um, in an, in a creative way, I would consider that to be inventing. And that having that kind of uh, open-mindedness and being willing to completely change what you're doing on the fly based on what feels right yeah. um, is a, is something that's is lacking from a lot of engineering development a lot of engineering disciplines. Um, yeah. And in a lot of cases it's by, ne it's by necessity. Like you've got, uh, you've got a project, it's got deadlines. You can't just say, Oh, actually my robotic arm wants to be a hat. So it's going to be a hat now. Um, <laughs> it, I it, like that. Okay. That I'm making that sound more ridiculous than it needs to be, but like it's, it's, yeah, it, I know, yeah. you mm -hmm. create something and you say, actually, this is really good at doing something completely unrelated. Um, yeah. and that's where a lot of, like a lot of really great inventions in history have come from mm -hmm. because they're, because people weren't so caught up on doing that particular project. Yeah. But I mean, mm -hmm. you're right that engineering is not invention. It's following like a very particular design process typically yeah. um, to solve problems. Well, and, and, and perhaps, perhaps that's something we've, that we've cut out of engineering as a whole too much. We don't, we, we, we don't invent in the same way that yeah. engineers of yesteryear did. That's possible. Mm -hmm. What if also to a certain extent, part of that design process is going the step further. This is sort of touching a little bit on what I was just talking about to a certain extent, but combining it with your thoughts. If you view your engineering process as being not just creating a solution, but creating an elegant solution, like creating a, a really nice solution. Well, exp expressing yourself through your solution, maybe. Exactly. Like, like the same way that you can look at a piece of mechanical engineering and say, that is a really beautiful thing that you have made, mm -hmm. whether it's like the sole of a shoe or like a harmonic drive, like those are two very different things, but they can be elegant and they can be very nicely put together to the point where you're like, that's a really nice thing. Mm -hmm. You've made a nice thing. Yeah. Um, the same can be said for all aspects of engineering, whether you design sewers or you design electrical systems or PCBs or software, like you can look at the design of something, especially with something like software and say like you solved the problem or you solved the problem in a really beautiful way and in a way that's like really, um, it's not just like hacked. It's not just like you threw some stuff on a page to try well, to make it work but i mean it, even then sometimes that is sort of interesting and that does sort of lead to 
I don't know. It's, it's thinking about what you're doing, basically paying attention to what you're doing. I think we, we do, however, fall into a trap of wanting things to be elegant in order to be beautiful. I would say you could, if you look at like code obfuscation competitions, there is art in that too. Yeah. In creating like the most ridiculously terrible code possible. Or like the same with like a Rube Goldberg machine. That's sometimes that can be really cool. And the same, yeah. and like you can create software that's like Rube Goldberg software and it's yeah. still kind of interesting and it's doing weird things. And well, no, it's, it, I, I, th- I think that hits on as i say making making your the creations the things you're creating an expression of yourself yeah in in addition to solving a problem but solving it in a way that says something about how you see the problem it's kind of like food like if the really good chefs the really high level chefs create food that is an expression of who they are and how they see food like Mm -hmm. they when they put out a plate that plate is an expression of their stance emotionally and psychologically and philosophically on how food should be delivered to people and how they should enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's like where they source their products or how they put them together or how they were treated or how they're presented, it's all a different expression of what they, how they view food. Right. And that could be applied to anything like that can be applied to all sorts of different things where even if you're like some guy who's monitoring nuclear systems in a control room to a certain extent, like the way that you, put together the things that you build and things that you create through engineering can be informed by your view of that discipline and how you think it should be done and how you ultimately view the expression of what it is to be that person. I agree that it could. Yeah. I, I don't know that it does get expressed. Like yeah. that, that's, I think that might be where we're falling down in, in a lot of cases is that there, there are opportunities for engineers to express themselves in their design that, tend to get sort of beaten down by design by committee or by group think oh, yeah. or by or or just by corporate requirements that are going to like funnel you into a very specific design that kind of quashes that creativity. Mm-hmm. I mean to be honest, I'm this is all just sort of a thought activity for myself to see if there's a way to really truly bring art into engineering. I don't even know if any of this is true. Well, I, and I totally agree with you that a lot of this is like dumped on by the way engineering is done. It's just, I'm, I'm wondering if that's a thing. Well, I, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if what we could argue is maybe that there, there are certainly these, there are opportunities for that kind of creative, um, that kind of creativity to be part of engineering, but it's possible that what we really need to do is educate engineers on in an art, like, edu- educate engineers on art as a, a pure form of expression so that they have a sense of this is what, like, this is how you can express yourself. This is like the kind of self-expression that you can do now that you have a sense of like, okay, like actually getting it out, whether it's, whether it's traditional art, whether it's music, whether it's performance art, whatever, but getting a sense of like, this is how you can, uh, you can present yourself to the world. This is how you can share your feelings with the world. Now try and can you like try and recapture that with the way you're doing your job? Because there are there are opportunities abound if you can find them and have the willingness to grasp them, and I like I I fear that we as engineers have kind of lost that sense of self expression. We're just perfectly happy to 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 do exactly like to solve the problem exactly the way we know how to solve the problem and produce yeah. the same solution every single time mm-hmm. because because we don't have that that drive for self expression in our in our like in finding a solution and in. Uh, and in presenting that solution. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of a, to build on that, part of what 
um, I really enjoy about people that I see as being creative engineers is they do the same thing that to a certain extent Nick does, which is you ask, what what if I do this with this particular thing? Like, what would happen if I do this? Mm-hmm. And then you just explore that. Like, what happens if this does? What happens if this? What can I do with this? And then you do something. Like today, with that weird thing that we were doing. And Okay. I'm going to go into a little bit of a... to go back to the weird thing we were doing today? I'm going to go on a little bit of a side journey with with all y'all. Um, today, I was flying a quad rotor that has a pendulum attached to the bottom of it. And it's basically an, an expression of um, the founder of our company's efforts to just what happens if i attach a pendulum to a quad yeah he likes tinkering yeah it's, it's that expression that the whole tinkering that like what what if i do this what what can i do with this thing we have a quad order what can i do with it yeah. i have um I, like a the ability to put motors together in really interesting ways through a communication protocol what can i do with that what can i do with this stuff that's interesting yeah mm-hmm. well and, and and i think that is one of the things that is that we that we can do better is expressing finding expressions like that where it's just like hey i did something cool with technology so that people can see hey that is cool and then they get that 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 deep understanding of hey technology is cool Mm -hmm. Um, and you can do that with a lot of different things like i said a few episodes ago some of the weird videos that you watch online if you're into manufacturing end up being totally bizarre just product demos for different manufacturing techniques but they're really cool like you can look at them and be like that is awesome like that i was saying there was like a weird system that was doing basically um pipe bending where it would bend pipes into all sorts of crazy like corkscrew shapes and Mm. weird like Hmm. um zigzag shapes and stuff like that yeah and it's really awesome yeah but it's also something that's totally just like hey look at our pipe bender isn't that kind of neat yeah but there is is the art there in the presentation of the pipe bender or in the the creation of a pipe bending solution i don't know i think the art is in looking at that pipe bender being like i wonder if i can make it do this right i wonder if i can make it do like a really cool marble like shoot thing or like some kind of it's taking it beyond what it's built to do yeah to what it's can do yeah we made we made it to make roll cages but you could also use it to make like a wizard staff sure like i don't know I, i'm just <laughs> saying like something do, do something completely absurd but yeah it's it's okay for it to be absurd because it isn't you're not doing it for the traditional application you're doing it in order to express something else well is that is that art or is that just marketing well the videos we're talking about are marketing but like the the expression that goes into creating them originally i think is artistic it's seeing yeah. that it's seeing the potential it's like what i was trying to describe last episode with photography where I see photography as being photographers looking at the world around them and seeing where photos are. And if really good photographers do that. I don't necessarily do that where I'll take obvious photos. I'll be like, that's a beautiful sunset. But yeah. like, I don't see like, that's a really cool shadow. Whereas like good photographers will do that. They'll see like the way that the light is hitting this particular surface and refracting in a certain way at this particular time of day is really nice. Right. And I know exactly how to frame this so it comes out as being a really interesting expression of this time and space. Yeah. Where this is going to sound weird, but if you look at some manufacturing processes or some applications of technology, it's seeing how they can be used to do creative things and Mm -hmm. how they can be repurposed to do really interesting things. It's seeing the potential. Yeah. I, I like where you're getting one of the things that I, that I find really, really fascinating in, uh, in, in manufacturing is looking at the way in which industrial machines move and that how that can be that there is there is great artistic potential in teaching 
a like a robotic arm to do a job. You can you can do it very straightforward, move in Cartesian directions, get to where you need to get to uh, in the most like simplistic route. But then there is there are I, I would consider like people who work for auto manufacturers and they spend all day just coming up with the most elegant way for a robotic arm to get to point A, B, C, and D. And and it look you watch them go and it's a dance. Mm-hmm. You're watching these robot arms move and there there is there is art in that. Yeah. Um, but you have to, you have to like seek those kinds of opportunities and, and they won't always be, you won't, people won't always grasp, grasp them. Yeah. And it's the same thing. If they could half ass it and just have them follow straight lines. Yeah, exactly. And it would work just as well. It's, it's seeing the potential for something better, for something more interesting. Well, and, and, and whether or not that is something that you do just for its own sake. Like yeah. it doesn't necessarily need to be because it's going to improve the bottom line. But if you get satisfaction out of seeing the robot follow a path that is more aesthetically pleasing to you, then mm-hmm. it has value. Well, I, get- I mean, if it takes you, you know, like a few extra weeks of working on this to make it do something like slightly cooler, maybe if the line falls a little bit of a curve, I mean, that's a lot of wasted, you know... <laughs> Well, it's that's, that's the problem. It's it's wasted from the bottom line of like industrial, like we we need to get a robot to do this very fast. And if yeah, if if the if the artistic solution is not going to improve their bottom line in terms of how many how fast they get from point A to point B, then yes, it it is wasted time. But mm-hmm. I'm saying that maybe that's not wasted from the point of view of coming up with a good solution, coming up with something that is fulfilling for the person doing the engineering. It's 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 hard because we're we're dealing with very very vague concepts here, mm-hmm. but yes, you're right. That I think that is you've hit on the problem, which is from a lot of points of view that will be seen as wasted time. Yeah, uh, and because it worked before, and now you're just like playing around with it. Yeah, bru- yeah. Bru- the brute force, the 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 brutalist solution, yeah, has uh, has works well enough, but it isn't. It lacks drama. No, uh, it lacks subtlety. <laughs> I, I don't know it, they're, they're, that's that's the problem is is the, the, it is missing what the french call a certain i don't know what <laughs> uh, like <laughs> that it, it, we're, we're trying we're trying to bring something ineffable into engineering and yeah. and, and that's it, it's hard to grasp on what's missing those are the two approaches to this problem are if you want to bring art into engineering do you bring art into engineering or do you look for art in engineering? Yes. Mm. And and I think it's got to be a little of both. Yeah. But uh, I think I think like you said one of the most interesting things is to just sort of encourage engineers to take time to look for potential ways they can have creative solutions or expressions of how they view their particular discipline. Yeah, and 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 to and to feel find ways to make their mark on what they're doing, and to find satisfaction in doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there are certainly people who embrace that, and I think in a lot of cases those are the people who are like the rock stars of engineering design. The 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 people who work in who have designed sort of the things like car car designers, and it, it tends to be industrial design that everyone exactly. thinks of. It tends to be mechanical, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, like that's. That's just because that is the easiest to grasp. But I'm saying I think that's just that is the only place where it's become mainstream for people to be able to have that kind of expression and to have that be valued from an engineering point of view. And unfortunately, that's only because it makes them money. Um, yeah. And and that may not necessarily be the reason to do it. I don't know. It, it, <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I think that I think that art and the and the appreciation of the art in everyday uh in your everyday job as an engineer has a lot to bring to engineering, but it probably is not monetary. It's not going to affect the bottom line, or if anything, it's going to negatively affect the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And so we have to uh, we have to overcome our our need to always be looking at the bottom line. Or we need to be looking at from engineer as an engineer. We need to look at it from a personal satisfaction point of view and accept that we are having to, I don't know, work outside of the the traditional yeah. nine to five concept of design. I don't know. I, I, that doesn't sound terribly satisfying to me either. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I <sighs> yeah, I think it's like it. It all comes. I mean, this is not even. I don't want it to go in this direction because I don't feel like this is actually what we're trying to say. But to a certain extent, it's giving a shit about what you're doing. But it isn't really because that's no. not that's not like artists care and that's why they make art. It sort of is, but like it's not really. It's not like people who aren't artists don't care about what they do. It's more sort of if you care about what you're doing and you look for ways to make it the best that you think it can be, then it's almost like you're fulfilling the what you're to to take a coin out of kind of uh Nick's expression um it's sort of like you you can see what it wants to be you can see what what you're doing is, is supposed to do it's supposed to be mm-hmm. like and then you you can you're better able to express that yeah if yeah. that is sort of i don't if that makes any sense but it's kind of like if you look at your pcb design and you take the time to actually try to make it really really efficient and really well laid out and like it's it's doing exactly what the best thing that you think it could be done, then it's more sort of like what it should be and not just what it you threw together to that gets the job done. Yeah. yeah. I mean are we comparing engineering to the wrong type of art and artists? I mean, because I feel like we're talking about like the people that just do the stuff to be creative and to make the masterpieces, et cetera, et cetera. But there's still people who say have to draw the background trees in like a kid's television show week after week. Oh, that yeah, time true. there was a mushroom. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> today today I got to draw a balsam instead of a Douglas fir. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, happy it's still little, Happy art. little cloud. Happy, happy little trees. Happy little bushes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I, that might be... Uh, yeah. It's it's fi- it's finding... and I, Yeah, I think the, the key to those, to doing that job really well is in finding the ways to express yourself and to find... Uh, joy in doing those tasks and, and creating that kind of of a product, and and it may, you may not need to fundamentally change the way that you do like what you're doing, but it's it's reframing your point of view on the work you're already doing, mm-hmm. seeing it as as a sen- as a as a personal expression as opposed to a means to an end of like solving a problem, just solving a problem. Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, what Abby's getting at is before you can figure out how art can inform engineering you have to know what art is and i don't know if we're qualified to say well and that but that might be part of the problem is that we maybe maybe we did not we were not given enough of a grounding in art to really understand how art fits into what we're doing now yeah probably and so i think that that is that might be the value that is overlooked when we focus really hard on on engineering education purely for the sake like purely from an engineering point of view mm-hmm. is is missing that grounding in the sense of like the sense of value for uh personal expression in creative yeah. creative endeavors and i mean you touch on it like abby and i find a lot with like ui design if something is designed badly 
it, it instills uh, an emotion in you. Like you look at it and you're like, Oh God, like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> Why have you done this? Why are you doing this and making me feel so terrible? Yeah. And like that, it's just like, I'm sure artists, if they look at really bad art are just like, Oh God, what have you done? <laughs> like it's, it's that, that, that sort of starts to touch on aspects of like an emotional reaction to an expression of something that yeah. you can, that instills a response. And that's sort of like something that can happen anywhere. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's I. I we were we, well. Okay, we we were never going to get to an answer no. here. We, I, no, I, 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 no I wanted. I mostly just wanted to like discuss what how we felt about art, and I think that my feelings on art and its relationship to engineering changed during our conversation last week with Nick. Like I, I began to see the, the little joys I have in in <laughs> the, the 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 joys in coming up with a with an interesting solution to a to a problem coming up with an, an elegant like state machine and seeing like it's they they are, they are, it's a very esoteric kind of art, but, but I find, I find joy in it and therefore it has artistic value to me. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's something that we could all benefit from as engineers. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think part of a side note to that, which is gets back to where we started is I have never got that impression from people who are proponents of steam, that that is what they're talking about. When people talk about steam, to me, they're not talking about finding joy in everyday tasks in how you execute them and the expression of what you think it should be. It's like people should know how to draw good. Yeah. Because drawing good means they make good things. Like it's not – that's sort of probably pretty we're, – we're, we're kind of straw manning there. But oh, yes, yeah, I see what I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, but I mean like I've, I've never had steam explained to me. No one's ever said like this is why steam is important. This is why art should be brought into science and technology. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think that maybe we're hitting closer to what I think would be to where I think we should be going with Steam. With people should look, people should get the experience of expressing themselves through drawing, through painting, through music, through drama, so that they can so that they can really internalize that sense of like self expression, and then like look for places to feel it with their everyday job, like with what Mm -hmm. they do every day. and if you've never, but if you've never done, if you've never, if you've never experienced that self-expression, then it's really hard to find it mm-hmm. in, in your mundane everyday tasks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Abby, you're going to tell us all about Kwanzaa? Yeah. Um, this week, Kwanzaa taught me about Euler Bernoulli beam theory. Whoa. Right? That sounds intense. It does sound intense. I um, know both of those names, but I have no idea how that applies. Yeah. And I'm probably going to butcher this completely because this is like not even close to my field. But um, it's essentially just uh, finding the relationship between deflection of a beam and the load that is placed on the beam. And I mostly learned this via like, you know, animations of it vibrating back and forth, which is really cool. (laughs) But um, and then I forgot almost all the technical terms because then I learned that it was um, made when producing the Eiffel Tower. They use this theory to Mm. create the sides of the Eiffel Tower. Oh, that's super cool. And then, yeah. So I was reading about that, then I fell into a deep dark hole about the Eiffel Tower, and, <laughs> and never got back to the yeah, never got back to Bernoulli beam theory. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, Kwanzer, for sponsoring this podcast. Yes. Conti- continuing to sponsor this podcast. Yes, you can find us on the internet yeah. at how do you engineer dot nope nope at uh, how do you dot engineer <laughs> soon how do you engineer dot com but not yet. <laughs> All right, our social is at how do you eng. 
All of them? All of our socials. I just well, the important ones. All right. Facebook and Twitter, at HowDoYouEng. Yeah. Yeah. And same thing with Reddit, slash r, slash HowDoYouEng. And you can listen to us on Geek Life Radio. Um, crap. Mondays at 6 Eastern? Nope. 7, five, seven Eastern. Eastern. 6 Eastern. 6 Central. Yeah. Yep. Dang it. <laughs> also, I got to write this down. We have, we have some more I'm going to throw in there just because we're screwing this up anyway. Um, we're on Google Play. If you want to listen to the podcast on Google Play, that's a thing. You, yep. can, you can do some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we haven't asked for a while, but you know, rating us on iTunes would be super hype. We yep. have like two ratings, and having more means people can find us, and that makes us happy. Yeah, right now, if people search for engineering podcasts, there it's basically just engineering. Not us. It's just engineering commons, and yeah. no other podcast. So now you're promoting them, which means people are gonna go check them out. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> rate them on iTunes. I'm just really <laughs> dropping the ball today. It's it's, it's not a bad podcast. I, we, just because yeah. we're in competition with them doesn't make them bad people. No, no. There's there's room enough for everyone. Yes. They don't talk about art. The internet is very big. <laughs> yes, that's our distinction. We are the we are the engineering podcast that cares about art. <laughs> and see.